Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week, we promise and we deliver a woman who can help you in so many aspects of your life. We are all about staying healthy, being healthy. If we are not healthy, nobody is taken care of. So if you're Dr. Mom, please put your health care needs at the top of the list. Go and make those annual appointments, your eyes, your ears, all those body parts. Make sure you're checked out. And how about staying fit and vital? There's so many things I want to do in my life. There's a long list of things that are still yet to be done. The list is long. So I have to stay fit. I have to stay vital. So those are important. We have women that can help you with that aspect of your life. And, of course, your relationships. The most important one is the one you have with yourself. When you wake up in the morning, how do you feel about yourself? None of those toxic relationships. Stay away from them. We talk about building relationships, connecting for good. The Women Connect for Good Foundation is about helping women help each other. And those relationships are so very valuable in our homes, at work, and in our community and how we connect in the world. And then, of course, the last, not the last, but most importantly, reinventing yourself, your business. Uh, Women-owned business are the fastest-growing trend in the United States of America. And we're going out and we're taking our passion, we're taking our purpose, and we're making businesses that really work for us, bringing joy into our lives. So we have women that are doing those things and can help you also. But today's kind of an interesting topic and one that um, actually I've spent quite a bit of time talking with many, many people about. It's your life purpose, it's your passion, your purpose, your mission in life. And so today we're going to be talking to Bridget Cook. And Bridget is an author, a writer. She is a motiva- motivator. She's, she's inspirational. She's actually what I call a storyteller. But we're going to talk about the magic and the miracle of living your life on purpose. And that is one of my favorite topics. What it, what it means to be a woman in this life and this time is so so extremely amazing. So, you know... It's just exciting to know that there's so many things that we're going to be able to do as we're as we're going down our path. But our mission, our purpose, and that there are no mistakes. That we're we're perfect the way we are, and we're going to be talking about that with Bridget. It's so important. Her message is powerful. It's the truth that none of us are broken, and she'll teach us to celebrate our humanness in our business, in our life, and in our relationships. All those things are so very very important. As I said, she is a storyteller. She's written The Shattered Silence, the Untold Story of a Serial Killer's Mother, a Daughter, excuse me. She is, uh, she is an author. She is uh, also the co-author of Living Proof, Celebrating the Gifts that Come Wrapped in Sandpaper. And boy, life is like that sometimes. But her message is about transformation and restructuring. And she's been talking to women across the world, women in business, about social change, and she's been honored to speak at the Jinchai Life Mastery Retreat, women's and women in leadership, and has illuminated women all over the world with her conference conferences and her great message. She is a mother of three creative children, and she has her great passion lies in her dynamic sharing of her human human soul with each and every one of us. We are all connected. And she teaches that in whether in your work, your passion, or your personal life, you have the ability to create miracles through the magic of living your life on purpose. So I want to welcome Bridget to Conversations with Smart Women, Smart Amazing Women. And I've met her. I know her. She is tremendous. She's a wonderful person. Uh, So welcome, Bridget. 
you and I have met, we know each other, and I've had the pleasure of meeting you and listening to you speak and, and talk to you about your books. And, and you're just a very passionate, warm, very caring person, and uh, I know even the time I spent with you. You enlightened me. You helped me in my transformation and my restructuring in so many ways that I can't possibly begin to even thank you even before I start this conversation. Thank you. Oh, you're certainly welcome. You're one of the the warmest and wisest and most compassionate souls I've ever met. I enjoy you very much. Well, I just love you. I just, <laughs> I just, I just love you. Thank, well, thank you so much. No, I, I mean, we we were blessed to be surrounded by so many warm, caring, and loving people, and the connection was just, it was amazing. And this is a conference that we all attended. Probably people were wondering about that, but we were all at a really just a, a, an amazing time together that we could share our, our talents and our abilities, and many of us have, have since uh, kind of de- decided to collaborate and connect with each other, and that's, again, why I reached out to you and, and many others that I've met. But, uh, you know, your story is, this is the neat thing that we heard over and over again when we were in the, in California and then when we were also in uh, Arizona, was the stories that people have uh, the story, their stories are so very, very important because I think those are the things that really help us to understand each other but really connect us all, that we really all find some connection within the stories. But you've got an amazing story, so I want you to tell your story because, I mean, when I first heard it, I was almost like, oh, my gosh, because it, it tells a lot about where you've been, why you're doing what you're doing. So if you don't mind, I know, please just tell your story. It's a beautiful story. Well, thank you. Um I, I guess I, the easiest place for me to start was uh, being a college student and um, just working my guts out, you know, three, three jobs and going to school full time. And I was just always trying to achieve. And a lot of what I was trying to achieve was some self-confidence and, um, you know, I think honestly a good opinion of others. You know, my parents who were always very hardworking and um, well-educated and other people that were around me, and I was a younger sibling, and and I literally almost worked myself to the grave. Uh, ended up in the hospital, had um, a, a very very serious infection, and had uh, the doctor had given me seven different kinds of intravenous antibiotics to uh, try to stem this infection, and I was allergic to one of the antibiotics, and I didn't know it. And at one point um, in the night. I was listening to the nurses outside my hospital corridor, and they're talking about my life or death, actually, and they were yeah. saying, you know, I think we ought to call her mom. I, I don't think she's going to make it. And that was a huge turning point for me, and I had been raised in a very religious background, you know, incredibly uh, wonderful parents who, you know, raised me in a church, but I believed in heaven and hell, and I thought I knew where I was going. Yeah. I, I you know, had had lived what I considered a very wild lifestyle, which honestly for Utah wasn't very wild, but, really? but I thought I was. And, uh, you know, Nancy, I just... But no, no, I, felt, I can't go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just felt at that time like I was the lowest of the low, and here I am facing my, you know, that this is all I had accomplished on earth. And I was so sad because I, I realized I had not fulfilled the measure of my creation. I hadn't done, you know... I, I didn't have the connections. I hadn't served people. I hadn't, you know, utilized my talents and my abilities. There was so much of me that I knew in that moment that I hadn't even tapped into. Yeah. And um, 
and it was really, really sad. And then all of a sudden, this, this most incredible, well, I did have a blessing, but this most incredible love just filled that room, this presence that I could never, ever deny. And the amazing thing is, is that I was told I was being given a second chance at life. Mm-hmm. And I was given that. And walked out of the hospital 24 hours later on my own power, surprised the doctors, surprised my parents. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah. But the yeah. most beautiful miracle, as I had described to you, was to be able to look into the mirror for the first time and to see love there. And to look into other people's eyes and be able to see that same incredible potential, that love, um, you know, the, that, that energy of what we're capable of, it was just, it was so beautiful. And I could see that in the eyes of gang children when I went to work with these youth in, in Denver. And, you know, here's these kids who mom and dad are gang members and grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle, and, and, and they only knew one way to live. And yet I could look into their eyes and recognize that there was something else innately incredible within them. And if they had the opportunity to expand their belief systems, that they too could fulfill the measure of their creation. But they they had to know. I mean, it didn't have to be my belief system, but they had to know that they were the captain of their own souls. And there were people in those programs that cared enough. And every once in a while there would be this kid that would all of a sudden his eyes would be open and he'd go, oh, my gosh, I don't have to go do that drug deal? You mean I don't have to go kill that person? Uh-huh. And, and they would see that there was more to life than what they had been shown. And, and so miracle after miracle after miracle was just incredible. So, well, and so people in general, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like to talk in general terms, but yet, you know, and I think this is what we talked a lot about when we were all together, was that people really don't know the 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 extent of how special that they are. They don't know the extent of their gifts. They don't know what they've been given. Or somewhere along the line they've lost it, they've never identified it. But yet, you know, to see it and to help people to recognize what, what is within them mm-hmm. is, is something very different in our culture. I mean, we, we grow, we've grown up in a culture where, you know, you're, you're supposed to be humble, you're not supposed to toot your horn, you know, you're, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I was I was reared in a, pretty um um well i had lots of rules lots of uh you know expectations as far as behavior you know like you said grades you know i wanted to make my parents proud too i wanted them to think you know uh, i was smart and, and that i was capable but but what do you think in our society causes sometimes i know culture a lot of it but what do you think causes people in our society to sometimes be so negative and to be so completely down on themselves well number one i think is fear and, uh, you know, we, we all kind of have an innate fear of worthiness, like, you know, I'm not good enough to go after that dream. Right. Or because I, you know, created this chaos in my past or because somebody hurt me so badly, um, I'm not worthy yeah. of greatness or glory or money or a beautiful relationship or the job of my dreams or children. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people hold themselves as small. Well, I mean, you're, you know, it's, I think a lot of times people do have dreams, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, they'll say never stop dreaming, but people say sometimes, you, you know, they let their dreams go. They don't, they just don't think they're possible anymore, or they or they don't have anyone who really encourages them or supports them, and so they, they kind of start living that, that, that 
life that they're asleep. I think we've talked about the term being fully awake, being fully present, and that so many people just get up. And I, I know Stedman, Stedman Graham talks about just living in the box. You know, the mm-hmm. box is, is is what they live in. They get up in the morning and they do the same thing over and over and over again with, of course, the same results. Exactly. And you know what I like to term that? I, you know, if I'm giving a workshop or talking to people, even one-on-one, but there's the same letters of two words, and the results are vastly different. One is reaction, and the other is creation. Yeah. And most people wake up every day, and they live in reaction. And we have the ability, the innate ability, every single one of us to say, no, today I'm going to be the creator of my reality. And what I'm choosing to create today is, and even by putting that energy out there, um, miraculous and beautiful things begin to happen. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I did want to tell you, I just had the same conversation with my daughter last night because um, what you brought up is, you know, people living in the box, but a lot of times we're in reaction to what other people have said to us. And my daughter... um, She's just turned 18. She's getting ready to jump into college, wants to go into the medical field. And she has almost straight A's, but she had a counselor who told her that literally she was not going to make it in the medical field. Oh, gosh. And this is a girl that in her junior year, even though she's had some learning challenges and has learned how to overcome all of these things and Uh get these fantastic grades, she got her CNA in her junior year, and she's been working as a CNA. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, when she puts her mind and her heart to anything, she can accomplish it. And if she chose to listen to what he had to say, yeah. she would choose not to go into the medical field, and that's where her heart is calling her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's amazing that the, we have these naysayers and these negative people that come into our lives and that we actually do listen to them a lot. Uh, I, I think I mentioned a high school counselor that told me, they said, Nancy, you probably better just get ready for secretarial school or something because you're not going to make it in the real world. And, and I, you know, I, I really, I really, I still remember to this to this day. I mean, I could have let, I could have believed him. I could have, like your daughter could believe this guy. But, but I said to myself, well, that he's absolutely wrong. You know, yes. and degrees later and where I am today, you know, in some ways maybe I should have thanked him. It was kind of my wake-up call. <laughs> but, but there's many people that don't wake up that just go, oh, guess I better just forget that idea. Exactly. But like you and Stedman and Mackenzie, I mean, we all have the ability to say, you know what, they do not know who I am and what yeah. I'm capable of, but yeah. I do. Yeah. And regardless of that, I'm going to create this because I want it, because I deserve to. Yeah. And and, and that goes back to what we've all talked about and what you talk about even in, in the restructuring and transformation is surrounding yourself with people who enhance who and what you are and surrounding yourself with people that will encourage you, be your cheerleaders, and vice versa, that energy flows back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, we Women Speak is about women, and I know you talk to women's organizations and women's, women's groups a lot, but, you know, women, you know, I mean, I've worked with them for over 25 years. I've done sit-down therapy, and now I do a lot of workshops and, and do a lot of uh, things like this, you know, but, but, but women are, are – it's get so much into comparing and measuring. Oh, my goodness, and, yes. You know, and of course, if anything's wrong, they take complete responsibility for it. You know, if there's a if there's a problem that somebody needs to worry, you just go ask a woman and she'll take take some time and worry for you because you're kind of busy that day, but she'll do it for you anyway. 
<laughs> so, that is so true. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, I mean, as far as women and sitting down and talking with them, well, first of all, women have to help women. Women have to empower other women. This is a this is key. But, well, you know, what is your you know you talk about the mission. You take you talk about the life, the vision that women seem to to you know, and and the dreaming, mm-hmm. the dreaming. What's what is it women lack sometimes, or they're missing? What are they what are they looking for that they're missing? Well, there is that uh, the vision and mission. The the first thing though is that. Uh, and, and you mentioned this at the very beginning, which I don't think we had recorded, so I'd like to just touch on that briefly, and that is that we are not broken. Yeah. No matter what our past is, no matter where we came from, no matter what chaos we may have created or what someone has done to us, we are not broken. And when we get clear on that and we're willing to um, speak with other women, we realize that many of us have been through similar circumstances. And now... It's, it's just like we discussed. It's what are you going to do with what you have been given? And what is it that you get to prove to yourself? Not necessarily to the counselor that may say to you or your former husband or anything like that, but what do you get to create? So coming to the table and beginning to allow yourself to know, um, number one, that you're perfect in your imperfections and you're complete in your incompleteness. Because... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have to say that to myself sometimes, you know, five yeah. five times a day. But it, it, the thing is, is that if we were all plasticized Barbie dolls and life was perfect, we would make something up. And the reason we would do that is because we inherently learn from our mistakes if we choose to, and we grow stronger. Yeah. But the thing that will absolutely turn a life into transformation that will absolutely launch us with literal wings is when we have a vision and a mission for our life. When we have an idea, a dream, as you were talking about, something where we go, you know, this is where I want to help people. Or, you know, this is the artistic thing that I want to bring to the world, this beauty. You know, when we have a dream, and we begin to recognize it and feel it, then all kinds of things will come into place. Scientifically speaking, we know that the brain has a reticular activating system, and when you put it to work, you're going to find all kinds of resources. But inherently more than that, that science is finding, is that we do all speak, talk, behave on a vibrational level. And when we begin to have a vision or a mission that we believe in, we send out these incredible vibrations that will actually bring people and resources to us. Yeah. Like when I got to meet you in, in Tucson and then in Coronado, it was amazing. Yeah, we just, uh, yeah, there was kind of a, a lot of electricity flowing around the room. It was a, an amazing energetic group, but it was wonderful. But, but, well, but, but again, but, but it's like women really need to, they've got to be their own cheerleaders too. I mean, we can't, you yeah. know, I mean, I guess sometimes I think what happens with, some of the women I've talked to, is that they're looking outside themselves for things. Mm-hmm. They're comparing themselves to things. I mean, our society kind of does that, stay young and beautiful, you know, stay stay a certain way if you want to be loved. And and, and I think when we get caught up in that, but, you know, the the, the ability, I mean, the, the wonderful thing that's happened in my life, and, and you're a part of that as well, is, is attracting and bringing uh, women who are smart and amazing into my life who who really want to make a contribution, who really want to take their time, their talents, and their passion and really make a difference in this world. And I think that's something that we really haven't talked about either. But but if you have a vision and you have a, mis- mis- a mission, 
it usually is about connecting in the world and doing something really profound to help others. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's imperative for a woman to understand. You know, it's even been said as, as far back as biblical times, without vision, people perish. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's important for us not to have a bland vision like, oh, I just want to help people, but something specific, something that makes your blood move, yeah. that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning and to be more of who you are. I had a, uh, a real dear friend, his name is Dan Follett, and he had told a story one time. He was a farm boy, and uh, they used to have those, you know, lovely potato shooters that he and his siblings would use. One day he was cleaning his room, and clear back in the corner there was this potato uh-huh. that had landed in the darkest corner of the room, and yet it had sent out these long shoots, and there was green sprout, you know, sprouting underneath his bed from where the sunlight had uh-huh. had reached it. Well, actually, it had reached out to the sunlight, and he said he realized that that potato had done more to fulfill the measure of its creation than he had in his entire life up to that moment. Uh-huh. And then he chose to, cho- you know, he chose different from that moment forth. But yeah. that vision, that mission, something that moves your blood is what is going to assist you to um, to really be all that you want to be despite naysayers, despite negativity, despite your family maybe not understanding, you know, what you're capable of. But when you begin to live that life, all of a sudden these resources, these things, these people will come into place, and also then you will be the light that other women are needing. And I think that's why we're so powerful when we reach out to each other. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, my, my premise has always been, you know, sometimes women want, women want to blame things on other things like men or something, something, something. And, I, and typically I'll get back to the point where women have to support each other. Women have to be there for one another. That Really, that's going to be the greatest gift that we can give to each other. I mean, there are young women out there right now that are starving for, for female mentors. They want women mentors that can come into their lives. They want positive role models, and we need those in, in our society right now. We need women well, we definitely do. who are you, strong and yet sensitive and caring mm-hmm. and can, can, be, can be vulnerable, but yet still really show a, a, a presence to young women about how they can use those skills, those communication skills, and those wonderful feminine qualities that we do have. You know, I think, some, I, I think when I was uh, starting out, I was trying to be more man-like so I could be successful. Which mm-hmm. now I'm, I, I need to be more female-like, which I am, and, and yet strong and vulnerable, and still able to to uh, uh, communicate clearly and to to show that sensitive side of myself, but in a positive way that can really help connect people. Oh, and you bring up such a beautiful point, and I feel like that's one of the um, the gifts that I bring to the table, because I I can have those um, very masculine qualities. I'm a type A personality. I really go after things. Uh, but when I tap into both sides and I have a balance of of the masculine and I bring my feminine gifts to the table, that's when powerful things really begin to happen. Can I share something with you? Yeah, sure. We have a, a I've production seen you do that, company. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a production company that uh, it, it has been looking for the perfect trucking company for four years uh, and they're wanting to do a television series 
based on the last American cowboy, which is they think is you know truckers or, or truck drivers, I should yeah, say. Yeah, sure. And um, and when we met, which was actually in Coronado, it just cracks me up. So many wonderful people that we met there. Actually, I was met, standing there when you were talking about it. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. You were right there. <laughs> I was going to ask about how, how mouth- trucking series was going. <laughs> And their mouths dropped open. I mean, it was just so funny. But when they talked to me later, it was one of the things that they said is, you know, we think that part of the premise show that's going to be so successful is bringing that feminine energy into a place that you think of as primarily a masculine field. Right. And how that has made your trucking company successful. And, you know, my partner is a male. He's been in the trucking industry for, you know, his entire life, and his dad has too. And they are definitely masculine. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're truckers. Defin- yeah, they're exactly. real truckers. Uh-huh. They really are. I mean, they're, you know, the, the, the genuine article in so much color. So I can tell you why, why I think this would be successful. But, but you know, they brought out it's, the, it's that feminine touch. It's the, the connection with people. It's the relationships. It's the warmth. It's the, the generous nurturing that takes place in our company. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with that principle of Genshai that I, uh, that you and I have talked about so much. Genshai meaning never, never, never make another person feel small, or never let anyone else make you feel small ever, ever again. Yeah. I, I like the part though. It's not about being good. It's about being great. Mm-hmm. Being great and really taking your talents and your passion and and really who you are. That authentic self. I think that's. I think that's what people are so afraid of. If they, if you really know who I am, if you really knew who I am, you might not like me. And I, I oh, hear that yeah. sometimes. You know, uh, fake it till you make it. But if you really knew me, you might not like me. But maybe it should be the reverse. If I really knew you, I'd love you. Uh, a perfect example. Um, you know, Melissa Moore, who I wrote the book about, Shattered Silence, the untold story of a serial killer's daughter. Oh yeah, you've got some amazing stories. Oh my goodness. You know, Melissa hid herself from everyone she kept herself really small because in our society we have a tendency to say things like well you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree sure so if people were to find out that she was the daughter of a serial killer then she was afraid that they would keep her in that same box and so she didn't let anyone know who she was so she couldn't shine she couldn't fly she couldn't be her genuine self she had to hide most of the time so her husband and a handful of people were the only ones who knew and then suddenly one day her little daughter comes skipping home. Her name is Aspen. She's just beautiful. And she said, Mommy, we learned about daddies in school today. Everybody's got a daddy. Where's your daddy? Yeah. And Melissa said, well, she's in Sa- or he's in Salem, honey. And she said, oh, okay. And then, you know, skipped off. But he's in the Salem Penitentiary for, you know, committing eight murders. Right. And Melissa knew she was going to have to deal with that with her daughter at some point, but she didn't think it would happen when she was so young. Uh So she looked in, you know, all kinds of places for resources. And if you are the victim of a crime, there's thousands of resources out there. But if you love someone who's committed a heinous crime, there's there's virtually nothing out there. So, you know, she she decided at that point in time that she was going to need to come out. And now Melissa came out in a big way. Um, on Dr. Phil and then also later with Oprah and Dr. Phil and, you know, uh, lots of others. But her willingness to be transparent, her willingness to be courageous and authentic and just say, this is who I am and this is what I've had to deal with. But this is this this past and my father 
is not who I am, and I'm not going to allow that to dictate anymore. And Nancy, I have to tell you, the women that she has inspired is tremendous. Yeah. Even even 70-year-olds who have written to us, you know, because of their skeletons in their closets and saying, you know, I thought I would always be chained to the secret for the rest of my life. But because of your courage to tell your story, I know that I can be free. And, and this is that authentic self that if we share with each other then and our vulnerability that we can, it enlightens us and, and we grow from it each time. And I know every story that we listen to, uh, these people, though, that their story started out, you know, that it, to see what, how they were successful that at that time in their life and what contribution they were making to others, and, and they were helping others because of that. Uh, the, it, it, it was just a, it was a thrilling and, and such a, a exhilarating and, and um, it, to me I, I I literally walked away almost every day my my mind was blown I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe it but that's mm-hmm. the, that's the point you are a storyteller teller and I think that's one thing people need to know that going to your your website and looking at your you're not only a wonderful speaker and and really inspire people and help them to find their mission and their passion. But you're also a beautiful writer, and someone who who is able to to bring that story to life for so many many people who who really want to have a voice, and you're giving them that voice, and by the, by sharing that story, it helps so many many people. So, you know, I, I applaud your efforts and and I, the collaboration and our friendship and our and our time together to me is is just more than valuable because that's what I'm all about. Women speak and the women connect for good is about connecting people so that we can truly. Uh, even be greater than we already are, and, and to help those that really haven't got, really haven't figured it out yet, too. You know, those that are still wondering, you know, what am I supposed to be doing in my life? You know, where's my value? Where where do I belong? How do I connect? And those are the things that are so very very important for all of us to find. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I love what you're what you do and what you're about, and the women that you have interviewed, and I mean, it's such a powerful contribution. There's so many of them. I, I have so much work to do. <laughs> but you know what? I will guarantee you every single person, just like yourself, that I talk to, I walk away with more each time. I walk away. I mean, this is why I do it, because I walk away. I'm enhanced. I have another piece that I can add into that, that those pieces of myself that can, can turn around and make that contribution and, and to help celebrate other people's lives as well. So it's, you know, this is the kind of, this is the joy in doing something that everybody wins. Everybody comes out uh, mm-hmm. something with something wonderful in, in the mix. So, But, Bridget, I, I know you're, you've got a lot going on, and, and I want people to know about your books and your website and your speaking. So where can they come, where can they go to learn more about you and your your great contribution, your work, and your your great storytelling. Well, I, I'm um, I'm also under renovation <laughs> of several things, but I do have a, a website. It's mbridgetcook.com, and it tells you about my books and my speaking and and my writing. It's uh, soon to be updated. I have some really exciting projects going on, and so there's a lot of back end work that's being done, and it it will uh, be ready to launch in the spring. All right, uh, we'll, we'll have spring. to have you come back in the spring and talk oh, more about what you're doing then. Absolutely, I'd be delighted. Well, you're you're we're, we're marking it down now. Absolutely, Bridget, in the spring. Yes, yes, yes. And I know you have some new some new things coming out that I know people are going to be so so 
actually there's it's shock and awe, but it's it's wonderful. It's going to be it's going to help so many so many people that uh, I you know I I'm I'm just put, putting a few teasers out there, but I know it's going to help so many people that it's just going to be amazing. Yes, and and you know it highlights issues that dramatically affect women around the world. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, and it's, I'm thrilled. It's not just I can't about facing to... those issues, but overcoming them. So I'm yeah. I'm thrilled too. Yeah, I I have I have it uh, written in stone here that we're going to. Uh, I can't wait to to hear about this. But uh, I wish you the very very best. Like I said, I I hope we get to connect sometime this summer. But uh, let's let's connect in the spring again and and uh, find out more about what you're doing and this new project. And because I'm very excited about it. Great. I would love to and be very honored. Absolutely. Uh, in, enjoy the beautiful weather in Utah. She's up in the mountains in Utah with pine trees and snow. How beautiful. But uh, mm-hmm. you're a and blessed person. It's a beautiful person. sunny day today. Is it? Great. Yeah. Great. Well, have a, have a ginchai gin day. <laughs> you as well. Gunshai. Thank you, Nancy. Yes. And namaste. Uh, namaste. Absolutely. The divine meets the divine. <laughs> 